Okay, welcome to Meet Your Monsters. If your favorite sexual position is the human centipede, then this is the podcast for you. My name is Abra Rankin. These are my friends. Kathleen. Matt. Colby. Derek. Okay, for you at home, Meet Your Monsters is a podcast in which I show my friends horror movies that I love, and we find out if they love them too, or if they just think my taste in movies sucks. Assholes. Okay, this week's movie is the 1991 The People Under the Stairs. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. Starring Brandon Adams, Everett McGill, Wendy, Robbie, and Ving Rhames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those things are correct. <laughs> I was pausing so that the audience could soak in that list of uh, celebrity lineup. Um, when I first saw this movie, okay, since this came out in 91, I would have been 11. And I remember we rented it from this little store... Where it was like it was like magic. We found this place where they had movies for a dollar, and uh, I believe we got it from there. Which for poor kids, that was like holy shit. We actually have stuff we can do now because <laughs> at Blockbuster they're like three fifty or something like that. Yeah, I'd say a dollar back then went a long way. Yeah, yeah. For a new movie or an old, <laughs> it's like five dollars in today's movie. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking like this is amazing. Hmm. And oh man, we watched the shit out of this movie. Um, what do you guys think? I liked it. It was okay. Ooh, yeah, I would, it's so middle of the road for me. I really don't have an opinion about it. It's just yeah. there. <laughs> I, I've seen it so many times too that it's just like, yep, that's that movie I've seen a hundred <laughs> times. I liked it, but I think that might be because I used to watch it as a little kid, so I have like fond memories of it. Mm. But I also think that it's weird that it was made in 1991 because it seems older and crappy. It does. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really older and crappier? Yeah. yeah. It seemed like a 91 movie to me. What was Jurassic Park again? 94? 95? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, old and crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, I was about saying, I was like, you know, that was a really like, quality picture. <laughs> so I guess I can see where you say it, where it seems older than it actually is. Hmm. It didn't feel like a 90s movie to me, though. It felt like maybe it came out later than that. But I'm sure eventually there will be the distinction between this and Home Alone. But it was just, I just thought it was so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's a kid's adventure, kind of like Phantasm, you know, where there's there's a, a, a kid is the main character, and he's getting in all kinds of crazy, horrific fucking situations, you know? Mm-hmm. Dog, he's got to fight the dog to the death <laughs> in the little crawl space behind the house. I fucking love this movie. I thought it was great. Was this movie PG-13? Jar. Yeah. So what kind of audience was he hoping to hook with this? It's like... A, it's a cool kids kind. movie. It's a kids <laughs> adventure movie, but it's for adults. But it was. I mean, like adults can still look at a kids adventure and go, "That was fucked up." Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Like okay. Pan's Labyrinth. That was a kids adventure. It was fucked up. <laughs> the main character yeah, was a kid. It was, yeah. Okay. Follow us through the darkness of our wasted and festering memories as we struggle to rec- to recall the movie we just watched with this week's sinister synopsis. I struggle to read my <laughs> Okay, I'm stealing this from uh, a guy wrote this this uh, synopsis on IMDb, and it's P U T S Rocks, Putts Rocks, whatever that is. Anyway, I thought his review was pretty good. A 13 year old nicknamed lives in the ghetto and has found out his family is going to get evicted from their run-down apartment. On top of that, he learns that his mother is dying of cancer. 
fool is persuaded by the family friend Leroy to sneak into the landlord's home and steal a prized coin collection rumored to be in their home. Desperate to help save his mother's life and the family from being thrown into the street, Fool goes with Leroy and Leroy's friend Spencer to the house. They use all sorts of disguises to get in. Well, two. <laughs> <laughs> Boy Scout and... Like, like a guess. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. yeah. Not a tin. <laughs> uh, one of the guys is dressed like an African. Is that a disguise? <laughs> his African hat? He was Queen Latifah. <laughs> it was the 90s. If you were black, you had an African hat. Okay, because that was one of the things I wrote down. Whatever happened... To those hats black people used to wear in the 90s because they just went away one year. <laughs> um, once they forced their way into the house, they realized they got a lot more than they were looking for. After Spencer and Leroy are tragically killed, F- Fool tries to escape running for his life. He bumps into the landlord's daughter, Alice, a young abused girl full of nothing but scars and fear. Fool feels sympathy towards Alice and persuades her to escape with him. Fool then finds out that the evil and sadistic landlords are not a married couple, but brother and sister who kidnap young boys and girls and keep them locked in the cellar. Fool will stop at nothing to save them, and in the end, Fool becomes the movie's hero. Thank you, Putz Rocks. <laughs> you do rock, Putz. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nailed it. A clear line from point A to B. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, now the fun starts with everyone's favorite pieces and parts. My favorite part was when uh, she's telling the story of Roach, how he said something bad and they cut out his tongue, Mm -hmm. and then he sticks out his tongue and it's all like nasty and cut out. Uh, I just liked all the parts where he was just wildly firing into the walls. Yeah, yeah. The the price of patching those walls is going to be astronomical. (laughs) Well, they were clearly very rich. Well, not so anymore. rich that, that they could patch every hole exactly. before the cops sell, got there. When they sell that house, we're going to have to spend all that time. Um, but it's been in the family for years. Um, I liked what a scrappy little shit um, fool was. Because mm-hmm. I was watching it the second time around. I was like, man, he really knew how to go after the bigger man. Like He just runs up and punches him in the balls <laughs> at one part, pokes him in the eyes, bashes him with everything, get his hands on, throws a brick on his head. Oh, mm-hmm. the brick was a good one. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, they do all those concussion studies on football players. If that guy would have lived, I should have done it on him because Fool fucked him up, man. He gave him all kinds of brain damage. I love, too, just how weird it was. Like, he would he would run around in that weird S&M suit. I was going to say, Ving Rhames cannot escape. <laughs> 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 oh, that's true, yeah. He, he's encountered that before. Yeah, that shit was wild. But the, I, I just like the overall fun of it, you know, because it was, it was definitely a dark story. These people keeping kids locked up in the cellar. And, uh, he even made it towards the end seem like he was a, a rapist. Oh cause yeah, because he just grabbed his crotch next yeah. to the his daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a creepy story. But then the whole time I was like, this is fun. Like mm-hmm. there, it was just as a viewer, I was having a great time as a kid and as an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked the scene when he was butchering Ving Rhames. Yeah, he's eating. Yeah. Well, and the, I was thinking too, man, Ving Rhames' meat would be like tough and chewy because he's all buff, you know. <laughs> so yeah. like, to eat him back. <laughs> What did you like? Um, I mentioned this while we were watching it, but I like at the very end after the house explodes and all the people that were under the stairs are like escaping and they're walking around outside like and nobody's noticing them. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering like what they were going to do 
like go get jobs and try and live normal lives when they're all like clearly baristas. When I was watching, I was like, man, these guys like their whole problem is they just don't have enough vitamin D. You know, they're in the soil time. I thought like, they're gonna get like instantly sunburned when they walk down. <laughs> They've all got rickets and shit. Yeah, <laughs> someone should make a movie where they just uh, have a character and he does something. And then you find out that his backstory is that, that he was one of those. <laughs> yeah. That would be a really, really boring funny. movie. Like, he's just a manager of, like, mm. an yeah. auto dealership or something. <laughs> it could be a nice romantic comedy, and then yeah. you'll find out, like, how'd you get those scars? And you would be like, well, that's a seller. <laughs> funny story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying about that last scene, too, is, can you imagine being one of those protesters out there? Because all they do is they're just showing up, like, we're going to tell these landlords how much they suck, and all of a sudden the fucking building blows up, and they're just like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> few of them had to have cut the fuck out of there. Like, oh, no way, money was falling from the sky. They even show them high-fiving each other, like, collecting money. There's piles of money floating around like that fucking Batman movie. Yeah. Awesome. I just know, uh, people died, and I, I would get the fuck out of there. <laughs> White folks down, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, for each movie, Kathleen digs through all the dirt and slime of the filthy internet to bring us this week's terrifying trivia. A.J. Langer, who played a 12-year-old Alice, was actually 17 years old at the time. It's good. Made me feel less creepy about being attracted to her. <laughs> Almost <Go ahead>. legal. <laughs> and then Sean Whalen, who played a teen roach, was actually 27. Really? <laughs> but, okay. but at the same time, like we don't know how long he'd been stuck in that house. He might have been 27. Without <laughs> vitamin D. Yeah. He's all, the whole time I was watching that, I couldn't figure out where I'd known from. Does anybody know what else he's been in? He I knows? do, but that's yeah. coming up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was he in Charmed? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say like eight people in this movie have been in Charmed. All right. <laughs> Is Big Ed in Charmed? No. Oh. Mostly the stare people. Oh, okay. One oh, stare really? person was a hellhound from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Really? <laughs> the one that's like, I need a break, dude, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, originally the role for Roach was written to be either male or female, and one Miss Hillary Swank auditioned for the role. Oh, she would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have won too many awards. <laughs> she really does. We just walk that line, doesn't she? Either being terrible looking like a looking like a dude or looking like a woman. At the time she was nine oh two one oh Hillary Swank, so um, single mom Hillary Swank. I mean she did the one so. movie where she wanted to be a man and no, I'm just saying she just looks like she has a look about her. Oh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think she's androgynous. I just don't think she can act. Oh, not androgynous, but I mean like <laughs> put like a like a five o'clock shadow on her. Just as a dude. Yeah, I think she's really androgynous. Yeah. Like get yeah. rid of the long hair. I tell you that million dollar baby movie, badass. Never saw it. Hmm. Fucking amazing. Really? Oh yeah. If if Clint Eastwood, he should have stopped there. Yeah. But that was that was his peak for me. <laughs> I love that movie. Sad. Oh, you should watch it. Have you seen it? It's the saddest fucking movie in the world. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> oh, is that what God. Hillary won the Oscar for? Yeah. It's hmm. it's so sad. First you'll be like, oh, I want to work out and everything, but then you'll just be sad. Yeah. Just oh, injured. This is the most motivating, amazing movie I've ever seen. Oh, I'm going to go slit my fucking wrist. <laughs> <laughs> how can, but how can it be awesome and be depressing at the same time? First it's awesome, then it's depressing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're done, you're like, that was a hell of a movie. All right. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but there was a Got Milk commercial, um, and the guy who played Roach, in this commercial, he played a museum employee who had a chance to win a radio contest by guessing correctly who shot Alexander Hamilton, 
but he's unable to say the correct answer because his mouth is full of peanut butter and he's got no milk. He says, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that's where he's from. Yeah. I just think it's funny that his two, like, major roles, he plays a guy who can't really yeah. talk. So I'm like, I wonder if you ever heard what his that voice, says about like, his oh. career. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he in that Polly Shore movie, too? Jerk Duty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where I know him from. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He was like the evil guy that, like, poked him with his pinky, wasn't he? No, he was, I think he's falsely accused. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. And then speaking about who else he played, this really only probably means something to me, but... He played Wormser in Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation. Really? Mm-hmm. I never saw part 3. Nobody saw part 3. It was awful, but I still liked it. Just <laughs> But you didn't do the, the bathtub one. Um, Because everybody already knows that. <laughs> I was saving you up for your special effects. Go, go um, ahead and tell us the bathtub story. You do it. You do it. Edit this out, Matt. And make it sound like Kathleen just seamlessly right. went from one fact to the other. Put the Kathleen voice filter on. <laughs> All right, when they were uh, throwing Alice into the bathtub full of hot water, it was actually ice-cold water, but the director didn't tell her that, so it was a complete shock, so the look on her face was legit. Genuine discomfort. (laughs) That poor girl got beat up on, too, because you notice the scene when she, like, pushes her down the stairs to clean up the blood, she actually slipped on that blood and fell. Nice. Okay, it is time once again to meet your monster. Do we need to talk about that? Can we? Oh, I'm... We're not party five, but my so called life. Oh, yeah, throw it out there, whatever. Yeah, I did that over. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Podcast is fucking wrecked. <laughs> no way. Okay. We're, we're, we're rolling smooth here. So I'm fired. Are... I'm going to go watch TV. <laughs> the monsters in this movie are defined by John Landis as human monsters, more specifically cannibals. Because there's two different monsters in this one the people under the stairs and the villains but they're both cannibals so they both fall in that one the the origins were they were born rich and they went crazy and then the other ones were kidnapped kids who were kept underneath the stairs we should throw in there too that they were crazy because of all the inbreeding they were like generations of inbred rich folks yeah Mm -hmm. the the grandpa when he was at the table looking at the coins yeah he said that they were from generations of really rich folks who just inbred Gross. Yeah. That's a message um, to all you out there. Don't fuck your sister. Just like the Lannisters. <laughs> yep. It's uh, a metaphor for the British monarchy. It's pretty deep. Is that ever a, pro- <laughs> is, is that ever a problem with poor folks? What's Inbreeding? That? Inbreeding? <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, don't know it's it's poor so. folks, but it's... Because <laughs> yeah. always, you always hear about monarchies doing it. You always hear about rich people doing it. You never, I've never heard of anybody going like... Oh, that's a trailer park full of inbreeders. But no? usually there's lots of poor people to choose That's from. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. There's well, a like lot the, of poor people. Maybe it's like the south, like the hill people that are real isolated, you know? The hills have eyes, yeah. They were, oh, there was this fucking amazing episode of The X-Files where these hill people kept their mother, she had no arms and no legs, and they kept her on a little uh, a creeper under the bed, like those fucking things you'd roll into a car with mm-hmm. and uh, they just wheel her out and fuck her from time to time. Gross. That crazy. That was in the X-Files? Yeah, if you ever get a chance. But but was she that was... the one that... Um, I think that's the one that either Vince Gilligan directed Yeah. or um, Aaron Paul was in. What the hell's his name? Jesse Pinkman? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Okay. I don't know if he was in it but 
Yeah, it was it was a it was one of those episodes where years later I was like that was the most fucked up episode I've ever seen. Yeah, that seems really dark for the X Files. Yeah. It, it was it was one of those seasons where they're like just throw everything you got yeah. at them. It was amazing. Is that with Mulder and Scully of, or was that with the new? It was guy? Mulder and Scully. Oh, Speaking okay. of which, they're actually gonna, they're talking about doing a miniseries, an X Files miniseries where they do like a everybody gets a reunion. Oh, Dave Duchovny already said he's down for it. That'd be they, fantastic. They're trying to get Gillian Anderson on board. I so, think she had, she said she's in too. I think it's like yeah. it's gonna happen. Well, after that, it. after that last movie, it put them in position. So that's what they were planning. So it should be good to go. Back to the monsters. They were motivated by money and food because they wanted to get make a lot of money. That's what made them monsters. And then they wanted to eat people. They saved. That's how they got rich. Is they saved so much money on food yeah. by just eating people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever seen those guys go to the grocery store? <laughs> the the monster death was one was stabbed and slashed and. All that junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the mommy was, and then daddy was blowing the fuck up. I also like very too very much too that in the credits they're just listed as man and woman. Are they? Mm-hmm. There we go. Man and woman. The couple from Twin Peaks is what they should have been mm-hmm. credited as because everybody would be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them from Twin Peaks. Should have thrown that in the trivia. It was the same couple from Twin Peaks. Mm. Yeah, Kathleen. But everybody already knew. Speaking mm-hmm. of miniseries coming up. Twin Peaks. And remember the where it ended with Ed and Lorraine is she had just gotten her memory back. Mm-hmm. And remembered and should be interesting. Here at Meet Your Monsters, we like to examine all forms of depravity. And so now for the mathematically perverted, the Colby Count. This was a uh, fairly tame movie. There were no boobs and only five bodies. More mm. suspenseful than it was. I think it was more. Gory. It was more fun than anything. Well, that's what I mean. You know, yeah. it was more focused on the what made it a thriller was you know the chasing and all that stuff rather than the body count. Yeah. No toxic Avenger, that's for sure. Nothing ever will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, zero boobs and five, five bodies. bodies. All right then. Okay, the films we discuss on this podcast are horrifying, but sometimes real life's even more fucked up. Brace yourself for the nefarious news. So back in the 1800s, um, 1888 to 1894, um, there was one of the first documented cases of a serial killer. Um, his name is H. H. Holmes, um, uh, Henry Howard Holmes, in uh, Chicago during um, the 1893 World Columbian Exposition. Um, he opened a hotel, and in that hotel, he basically made a giant murder house, which I thought was like uh, pretty, you know, similar to similar to the man and woman's house. Um, he so it was like a labyrinth in there, and uh, so it was a hotel, so people would check in, and then like uh, there was all kinds of like stairways that didn't lead anywhere, and uh, like trap doors, and um, like little chutes that would lead, and uh, so. One of the rooms was actually a bank vault that he would just close and let them suffocate in. And, like, there was rooms that he had, like, um, tubes, and he would just, like, pump gas into the room Jeez, and kill him. And, uh, yeah, some he would, like, uh, like there was, like, a false wall where he'd, like, pop out behind him and, like, hit him with a sledgehammer <laughs> in the head. It was fucking insane. So he's, like, the original Saw guy. Pretty yeah. Cool. How long did this go on? Um, For six years. That's and a good run. Yeah. I got me a score of twelve. <laughs> uh, he, the he confessed to twenty seven murders. Um, they could only confirm nine, 
Um, but they estimate that his the he could have actually killed around two hundred people. And um, actually, um, Laura Ingalls Wilder mentions going to um, staying at this hotel. Um, and that's but that's all it says in the in the books. Like it doesn't bring up the fact that he's like a serial killer or anything, but um, he was out on vacation when she was there. What was the name of the hotel? Um, nowadays they use like the trap doors to like store the vacuum and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. This, this used to be filled with poisonous hotel. gas, but now we'll just sling sodas through yeah. it. Yeah, he's <laughs> got M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking fascinating. That shit's creepy. Yeah, yeah I definitely it? recommend looking it up because it's it's insane. Imagine what? that, like, you just, I'm just gonna stop here for the night. Fuck it, I'm no. tired. I'm just some asshole. <laughs> yeah, this hotel has no reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, shit wouldn't yelled. fly. <laughs> yeah. See, everybody always bitches about, like, oh, people are so obsessed with their cell phones and all this shit. Like, no, we're, we're playing it smart. <laughs> but on Facebook, I post on this guy's trying to chase me out with a fucking sledgehammer and a trapdoor. <laughs> Help give please. him a bad review on Yelp. <laughs> Okay, hours of effort and creativity go into making a movie, and there's always some asshole just waiting to shit on it. And so on behalf of the underappreciated horror filmmakers, we are here to take revenge with the critical critique. My God, they've all gone. This review is from Nigel Floyd of Time Out. Um, There are a few push-button frights, but a total dearth of mind-disturbing terror... The humor, too, is broad, crowd-pleasing stuff. Um, and I just think, like, you know, like, mind-disturbing terror. Like, what Like what do you want, dude? Like, That's kind of what I go there for. What like, else would it disturb? Like, your bowels? You're like, <laughs> oh, the movie makes me shit. My bow clenched up so tight. <laughs> shit for a week. What the hell does derf mean? Anybody? It's like a lack of. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard that word. Girth. I've heard of girth. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that in like a weird <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't actually know that much about it, but I've I got heard. a pretty good idea about girth. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you guys. Uh, I can tell you guys the story about that dude in the gym I saw. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just heard myths. That's of after girth. hours. Even. Yeah. But yeah, and like. Um, who else would uh, the humor be aimed at if not the crowd? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you want the humor to be specific to you, Nigel Floyd? <laughs> Better tell any jokes about my actual life. I was really hoping for some inside jokes about me and our friends. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's funny because even though his review wasn't that far off from some of your guys' reviews, fuck you, Nigel Floyd. <laughs> yeah. The rest of you are cool. You said it off mic, Abe. You didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> Why does everyone yeah, hate This one was a little hard because I agreed with a lot of the critics. I think, I think being that I love these movies, I should maybe do the critical critique because I would just be heated all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Remember how mad he got at Gremlins? Oh, God. <laughs> You're furious. You and we all loved the up. movie. <laughs> we just didn't love it enough for Abe. You just didn't like that one scene, which was the best scene of the whole movie. I didn't time. say I didn't like it. I'm saying it didn't gel with the rest of the movie. That's why it was so good and important. <laughs> okay, let's get meta about murder with Matt's themes and tropes. Go back and watch that Gremlins podcast and you'll agree with me. These guys suck. <laughs> Are we throwing it to Coldly for this one? Did you have some stuff? Let's get say? meta about murder with Matt's themes and tropes as co-opted by Coldly. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. You don't get that. the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the whole song. <laughs> well, I just noticed that the whole movie was about greed. And uh, even the point where, like, um, what was some of the things I noticed here? I wrote them down. Well, the whole movie was from the thieves' point of view. Like, they're actually, you know, showing that thieves don't do it because they enjoy it. They don't have a choice. It's you a matter know? of desperation. It's yeah. True. And um, if you notice, too, they're, uh, they have all this money, but their house is all run down. But the only thing they seem to spend a lot of money on is protecting their stuff. You know, like keeping people out and their kids they kidnap in. And uh, uh, what was the quote that I thought really um, summed it up? Oh, was what was the girl's name again? Alice. Alice, yeah. She said they have, they get food and flashlights so they're happy in their own way. It's kind of the, way, the rich way of looking at it. Like, you know, these poor people aren't starving, so they should be pretty happy. Poor people are a simple folk. Yeah. yeah. All they need is flashlights. <laughs> flashlights. I think Wes Craven was predicting today's inequality. I think so. I think yeah. that the rich 1% are a bunch of monsters and cannibals yeah. and evil, uh, what do you call them, sister buggers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the way they hoard their wealth. Yeah, let this movie be a lesson to all those rich fucks out there. Eventually, you know, it'll last a while. You won't be happy. You'll be miserable running around with your weird sister and your gimp suit. With and a gimp suit, yeah. <laughs> Counting your money? Sure, count your money. But eventually. I'm going to blow you up and take your fucking money. That's right. So, <laughs> poor people are going to come. Yeah, you're going to look out the window and you're going to see a big fucking crowd and they're going to go, like, all right, bitches. It's time to pay the check. Jack Burton quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I thought I said checks in the mail. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay, it was a Jack Nicholson quote. Okay, fine. It was a Joker quote. In closing, to feed the sun god with junk food movie dialogue, we offer unto you the Quetzalcoatl. Who got a quote? Just, is it just me? I have, um, okay, so, um, I just thought the part was pretty funny when, um, he, after he sees the, the dead guy, um, their friend, the hell is his name? Who breaks into the house, goes first, the gas man? Um... What was his name? Nor would always make the quote and say Lester, but I know he was wrong. Yeah. Uh, it was something like that. Anyway, so if after Spencer. he's... Spencer. Spencer, yes, yeah, yeah. Spencer. Um, when he's telling Leroy he's dead, he says he thinks he died, died of fright, and he's like, are you sure? And he says, if you think that sucker was white before, you should see him now. <laughs> um, like when Ving Rames Ving said... And maybe the president will make me the secretary of pussy. <laughs> but I also liked when he stabbed the dog through the wall, and then I saw his dog, he just went, oh, shit. <laughs> also, when she said, I can't remember what uh, the woman said, she said, like, cut off something else. And as the man's walking away, he goes, it's balls. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was when he's wearing the gem suit, and he's running around shooting everything, and he goes, mommy! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have a special segment here. This is Sarah's text message to everyone. It says, Yay, greetings listeners, meaning Colby and Derek's mom and Jack. (laughs) I miss being on the show and now live the true horror of wiping another person's crap out of their butt at least (laughs) ten times a day. Hopefully I will be back soon as I can change into something besides sweatpants. Kathleen, keep these boys in line. Matt, you are really smart. (laughs) (laughs) Abe, continue to share your entertaining and embarrassing life stories. Colby, which Taylor Swift song is your favorite? Uh, Blank Space. (laughs) (laughs) Derek, do you like Taylor Swift too? Or is it just a little brother thing? 
<laughs> she's all right. She's got her she's got her high points. Did you see like you guys have all seen Death Note, right? Uh-huh. There's like a picture on the uh, on the internet um, that uh, it's like uh, it's that part like I got a blank space and I'll write your name and like she's holding a Death Note. <laughs> That's awesome. And she says, "Yours in all things, monstery Sarah." Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, so thanks, Sarah. Sarah. Oh, hi, Sarah. Yeah. Miss you. Miss you, Sarah. Okay, and that is the end of Meet Your Monsters for this week. Uh, thanks to my friends for hanging out with me. Thanks to Sarah for the uh, out of the in. house interaction. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Not even phoning it in, texting it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks to uh, listeners at home, Jack and Colby's mom. Like you said. Um, if mom you're fo- too, eh? <laughs> Sorry, Derek and Colby's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget that you're not. I just don't have just double vision. We're like Vegeta and Goku when they fused. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Okay. Next week's movie will be. Um, sometimes I write hieroglyphics so that you guys can't see ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so I drew an eyeball, an X, and a skull. Okay, Anybody guess that? See you. Evil? Yeah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next week's movie will be See No Evil. Good job, man. All right. <laughs> All right. See you then. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Bye. All right.